0: She prays
1: Always a, always a challenge, amen?
0: All right, anyone else have a verse and a song they'd like to sing? Let me Your faith cannot be...
2: Your faith is not...
1: That's all right. All right, we can still do a song, though. Uh, okay. It's
0: 314.
1: <laughs> 3.14. Amen. 3.14. It's good to be in church tonight. Amen. Faith is not based on the risk of a man, but on the power of God. First, we have a student. Amen. Amen. 3.14. I am thine, O Lord. we only have one prayer letter uh, we're we'll having a little logistical problem tonight but we will didn't have the time yes. A supply chain problem (laughs) has struck our church. (laughs) So I will read you the letter. We don't have a copy to give you. Uh, This is from the Mickeys. Uh, This is their September, October letter. We still have some limitations on the ministry due to COVID restrictions, although slowly we have begun implementing some things again. This past week we had our first Bible college session in over a year and a half. We plan to begin our soul winning program again in November and I also have a tentative trip. Plan to visit our churches in Burundi. Unfortunately, we're still not able to get back into the Congo due to the restrictions. The Koskai family moved to northern Kenya near the Kakuma refugee camps in the border of South Sudan in July, they have settled nicely into the area and have begun making contacts in the in, in the camp, setting up preaching points and working towards seeing a church starting or started in the near future. They have already seen several salvation decisions and have begun dis, uh, discipling converts. Wendy and I took a trip to visit them last month, and we were greatly encouraged. The potential to reach many needy, neglected people groups in, from, from this area is great. We have begun planning to open a satellite branch in our college, a Bible college in this area, as it is too far and too expensive to have people travel to Nakuru to receive training. The next concerns the Swahili Bible translation. We had an excellent translation conference that introduced the translation project to churches and pastors. Around 100 pastors, missionaries, and church representatives came as we explained what we were doing and how we were doing it and why a new translation was needed. The reception was outstanding and many volunteered to be part of it. The translation building is near completion with just a few minor finishing work to be done. At the beginning of September, the four men who will be working daily on the translation began their training. They are in full-time Swahili language school until the end of this year. Although they are native Swahili speakers, we thought it was needed for them to better understand proper Swahili. Grammar, sentence structure, etc. Would you please keep this project in prayer in your daily prayers? His for Kenya and the regions beyond Robert and Wendy Mickeys. You're up.
2: Well, I was asked to mention uh, that, I guess, uh, tomorrow's Veterans Day. Is tomorrow Veterans Day? Is it tomorrow? Man, it's, it was just Veterans Day last year. But anyways, uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day, and, and I do appreciate, I was in the military. And uh, I think we got a great country, and the reason we have a great country is we have a great military. Uh, the Lord's put his hand upon it and blessed us in some areas. Uh, man's tried his best to destroy some things, but uh, God still, in his, in his infinite wisdom, has blessed this nation. I think he blessed us for the sheer fact that we put our effort and time and money in Israel. And the more we put in Israel, the more he's going to... Uh, he said, I will bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse them that curse thee. Uh, so when this country ever turns completely against Israel, we're in trouble, but... Uh, he, he's given us a military that's just unbelievable. And the people that serve and do their thing and the police officers, uh, fire department, all, I mean, we just talk about veterans, but really it goes about everybody who, who performs services to keep this nation going. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here tonight. We wouldn't have the freedoms that we have. Uh, so never forget about your military. Don't ever listen to these. I want to be as nice and gentle as I can. Wacko idiot nuts who think that we should get rid of the military and get rid of the police force and all that other stuff, there, uh, they're out of their minds uh, because those people on a daily basis, I never understood it until uh, I came home and I, was, I got out of the military. I, was, I felt like I was in fairly good shape. I could probably lose a few pounds here and there and be okay, but I thought I was okay. Somebody said, go over to the, the VA and sign up. I'm like, they ain't going to take me. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm, I'm okay. I thought the VA was for people that got shot up and, and Vietnam vets and everybody else that got really, really hurt. And uh, so I go over there, and I just take my DD214 and, and sit down. The lady looks at me and says, "Hey, you've been in combat twice." I'm like, "Okay." I was on a ship in the middle of the ocean, in a combat zone. Sure, we could have got blown up, but we didn't. I mean, I don't know. She goes, "No, no, no. You placed your life in harm's way." And what that did for me is make me understand: is although I was in harm's way, I may have been out of reach a little bit to not be touched. I could have been touched. Uh, men and women, men in, in World War II got sunk by submarines. Uh, they, were, they were out of harm's way until the subs came in. Uh, you place your life into a, a, a situation, although I had a great time while I was in it. I tell everybody, they'll say, I go into Lowe's and I'll go to hand me some money or hand me a 10% off thing and say, thank you for service. I said, no, 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 thank you for paying for me to have service. <laughs> I said, then i not start in my Navy stories and go on. But uh, to me, service was just just a, a normal everyday thing. It was just a job. Uh, an adventure, and then I found out that the that men and women today put their lives in harm's way, 24/7, for me to sit here. We got a, uh, one of our young men's over in Jordan right now. He he's uh, putting his life in harm's way for us to sit here tonight. And you never want to forget that. I mean, uh, I may have issues with our military. I may have issues with our government. Uh, they obviously may have issues with me. Uh, But I know that where my butter is, my bread is buttered. And those men and women, and I thank God for uh, the Lord still giving some men and women uh, sense, some generals and admirals and everybody else. And uh, I even pray for our president of the United States. Pray for the entire country, brethren. I mean, we have peace because God lets us have peace. So never forget that uh, the, don't ever, I got a little flag in my car. They gave me a little flag. Somebody did uh about veterans day don't ever forget about veterans day veterans day to me i think they should make that a national holiday and everybody should get off forget there's a couple other days they can get rid of but uh, it's just a blessing how many veterans do we have in here i'm a veteran there's one jerry what were you in the army boy scouts no <laughs> i'm joking man <laughs> that's camaraderie between yeah amen Anybody else? Got anybody else? Yeah, you were Army National Guard, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just amazing uh, the people that serve. Uh, that sometimes you don't even think you serve, and it seems like a burden. But every, all the rest of us benefit from it. Take your Bibles. Take your Bibles. Woohoo! Yeah, turn the thing down some. Take your Bibles. And, and uh, I was I was looking last week at the mysteries of God, and uh, uh, there's a there's a, a, a verse that I, I thought that was outstanding, that uh, if we sit there it says... Uh, hey, let me find it real quick. My papers are all six. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6, but I'm just going to read the first couple. Uh, it says, Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of a steward uh, in stewards that a man be found faithful. And then in uh, Timothy, I'm going to 2 Timothy two two. it says... And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Father, again, thank you for letting us come tonight to church. I thank you for those who got back safely. Uh, Lord, I just pray now for the other ones that are still out there traveling around that you'd get them here safely. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd put your hand upon our church, that you'd use us in a mighty way. Uh, Lord, in these last times, uh, Lord, we still have an opportunity to do something for you. Uh, Lord, that is meaningful, Lord, that is really, uh, that can be life-changing, uh, eternity-changing. Uh, Lord, that's what we ask for. And Father, again, uh, bless everyone here tonight, and Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Timothy, Timothy is written by the Apostle Paul, 2 Timothy. It is written to Timothy. Timothy's a young preacher boy, and he's learning some things, and uh, Paul is sitting there telling Timothy, Paul is just writing some letters. I mean, if you sit there and look at it, you need to take your Bible in, in perspective of what Paul says, so uh, uh, Romans, 1st Corinthians, 1, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, and those, those epistles need to lay out the rest of your Bible. If if you look at your Bible any other way than through the, the glasses of those epistles that Paul wrote, uh, you're going to mess that thing up, and that's where rightly dividing comes in. So many people, uh, they disagree with all that stuff, but Paul, Paul says here to Timothy, he says, and the things that thou hast heard... Of me among many witnesses, many witnesses have take your Bible, go over to uh, 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 1 Corinthians, First Corinthians fifteen. This one's free. This one don't cost anything. This wasn't in my notes, but it's a good one. Fifteen. I use this. I use this passage all the time to win people to Christ. Fifteen four, actually three. I, first uh, fifteen, First Corinthians 15, uh, three says, "For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received." How that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. This is Paul writing this, and He was seen of Cephas, which is Peter, then of the twelve, which is the apostles, and Peter's mixed in that. After that, He was seen above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, uh, unto this present, uh, but some have fallen asleep. So. Paul is sitting there talking about over five 500 and he's mentioned the 512 people, including himself. There it would be 513 people had seen something that they they are, are witnesses to, and he says, "And the things that thou has heard of me among many witnesses, the same uh, thou uh, commit thou to faithful men." So God is looking for a few faithful men. The Marines are always looking for a good a few good men, or I don't know if that was Marines or the Army or Uncle Sam or whoever it was, but they were looking for good men. Uh, the Lord's looking for the same thing that we need to be faithful. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing. We need to get to the place where we study a little bit here and there and, and understand what that book says so that we can be counted as good stewards and faithful men to the word of God and, that's, and then propagate that out. There's so much stuff out there being propagated right now that is just, oh man, it's, it's like eating Gerber baby food. That's, that's what Christians are doing. They're eating Gerber baby food. And, and you don't want to say that because some, you know, some people that's eating Gerber's baby food will say, well, but, but, and they'll get offended at the least little thing. But there is so much stuff that gets into the depths of, of this book that when you start looking at it, you know, it should put you in awe that you're even ability. We have, right, we have brought Jesus Christ down to our level, which we should never do that. that is, the first one I'm going to get, oh, man. And without controversy. I like this. I mean, this is, this is some great scripture when you start looking at it. Uh, and without controversy, take your, well, I'm going to look at that first mystery. We already looked at it once, but I'm going to, there's a couple other things. First Timothy 3.16. I thought I had it written in there, but I must have had a scrabble error. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Or 1 Timothy 3.16. Was that you, Beth? Oh, somebody was correcting me. That's good. 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached, preached, unto the Gentiles, believed on in the word, received up to glory. That's a real quick statement Paul throws out there. But uh, when you start getting into that, it's, it, he says, "And without controversy, uh, only by pride cometh contention." There is no controversy. Go to Genesis chapter one, verse one. That's a great book, man. I wish y'all could have seen that blind man down there, brother Eric. Uh, sitting on his board, I'm telling you what, man, that guy will make you feel really, really bad. We got our full sight, we got our full hearing, we got our full everything, and here's a guy that's blind, and he learned a lesson by going blind uh, that he should have done something earlier while he had his sight. He, I think he went blind at 35, and uh, 32, 35, something like that, and he learned a lesson, he said, I should have. In the beginning, God... Uh, It starts right there. God is not showing you or telling you or trying to prove to you anything or me or anybody else. God is who he says he is. You either believe it or you don't. Uh, If we do not get that foundational fact down, I mean, right on on the brink of our walk with Jesus Christ, if we do not put that down, then what we'll allow is anything else to come in here and uh, affect that. There should be n- nothing ever sitting on that foundation unless you put God down first. The foundational block should be God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But I'm going to get into that in just a second here. Because when I say God, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about a separate entity out there. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ is God. It says, For, and without controversy, great Man, I'm telling you what, that 316, what a verse. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. You ever sit down and just think about the mystery of godliness? That was God. That was God. That was God. That before before Genesis 1-1... Our churches have got to, I believe in the gap theory. People, oh, you believe in the gap theory. I think you're a moron if you don't. You say, well, that's not very nice. Okay, I'll change that. I think you're an ignorant person if you don't believe in that. Because what you're doing is you're bringing God down to our level, and you're saying, God could not do that. In the beginning, God. What was in the beginning? Creation. Who created? God did. What was there? What wasn't created? Nothing was there. And then something was created. That's what God made. That's anything that you possibly could see. You know what? That puts him before creation. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. What happened to that creation? God knows. He wrote it in a book. Brethren, how in the world could mankind possibly put, put themselves anywhere? In, you know, what in the world could we possibly do in a day's time that would match what he's ever done? What could we possibly do that would be of more importance than what he wants done in our lives? There is nothing. So when Paul says, commit this to faithful men, I would like to say this, just for something to think about. When Paul died, he was in a prison cell in Rome. Uh, he, he, by by uh, history and uh, tradition, he had his head cut off. Uh, he said only Luke was with him. Uh, He was by himself. He had some brethren in Rome, but but Paul was pretty much by himself. You would think that Paul, the apostle, the great apostle Paul, the greatest Christian uh, that ever lived, Jesus Christ was not a Christian. He was the founder of our faith, Christian faith. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was the greatest Christian that ever lived. He definitely outdid Peter, James, John, Paul, all the other, I mean, Peter, James, John, Mark, all the rest of the apostles. Uh, Just by the usage that God used him for, you would think that he would be up there with Billy Graham. You would think he would be up there with a the Pope. You think he would be up there. No, the, the Catholic Church put Peter as their first Pope. You think Paul would, if I was going to do it and I was going to look at somebody, I would take Paul as my first Pope. Uh, because Paul has 14 New Testament books. Nobody has that many books uh, 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 ascribed to him. Only Paul did. So if, if without controversy, there is no controversy your faith, my faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So as I'm sitting here looking at what's going on in life, uh, my decisions are based strictly on him and him alone. So then when I get up in the morning and I start deciding what I'm going to do today, it should be based on him and him alone. Now I knew, no, I got to go out and eat and, and uh, I got a house up here. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm so tickle pink. I'm just about done with this thing. Uh, probably within the next year or two, I'll be done. Uh, <laughs> No, I think in the next week or two, I mean, we put a contract out today on it and I still got some things to do. And But we're within, within. Uh, I mean, uh, an eyeshot of the thing going away in, out of my life because it's just, it's just something that's taking time out of my life that doesn't need to be there. And and each and every one of us have to look at our lives that way and say, okay, what does not need to be there that is hindering me from serving God? Well, if if without controversy... Great is the mystery of godliness. Without no controversy, God was manifest in the flesh. You would think that we would all run to serve him. But Paul was by himself when he died. What happened to all the other Christians that he affected in his ministry? What happened to all the churches down through there? What happened is, I'll tell you what happened. The the world got in the way and started taking things out. In heaven, uh, on the way over here tonight, Beth said, do you regret? She asked me this. She said, do you regret anything you've done in the last 40 years? Or by being with me, do you, I guess I took it that way, by being with me, did you feel like you missed out on anything? No, I haven't missed a thing. First of all, I've been with Jesus Christ for 42 years. I haven't missed a thing. Uh, I have been with him, as a matter of fact, for 64 years. The, the first 22, I really didn't realize it. <laughs> the, the last 42, I have. 42, 42, yeah, 64. Yeah, that'll work out. I said, I haven't missed a thing. No matter what I could have done, would that have transferred into heaven? No. Everything I did in the Navy will never go to heaven. The things I got to do while I was in the Navy for the glory of God, that stuff will go across. But the Navy itself will not do anything about it. So why, why is that? Because we never put that mystery. Most Christians do never, never get into the mysteries of God. They never, they, they'll, always we to serve Jesus. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Street preach. Do this hey, wait a second, what about this mystery of God? Godliness, God, him, himself. He writes a book for us to grow through and go through and see, I'm loving Jeremiah and Ezekiel. I've heard people say, well, I don't understand Jeremiah and Ezekiel. I understand it very well. Uh, it's two books to a bunch of people who do not want to do what God wants them to do. And they're all mouth, they're all mouth. They all that's all that tell us Jeremiah you tell us what God said and we'll do it You go get the Lord and tell us what God said and we will do it. He comes and says, good This is what the Lord said. I ain't gonna do that. Why because it's gonna hurt He told him he said leave Israel leave Jerusalem and go under Babylon and be there For 70 years and I'll protect you. I'm not gonna do that. No, you're gonna get spanked I don't want to do that. Well, then you're gonna die <laughs> I mean, it's it's just amazing. You know what happened exactly what God said uh, because the Jews try to bring God down to them, and you can't bring him down. brother. what we're trying to do is, is strive to become more like him. Be ye holy, for I am holy. So we need to find out what holy is. Holy is God. That's what holy is. So the mark is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is God. Now, what the world wants to do is tell you that Jesus Christ is the Jehovah Witness. Uh, they'll use First John, or John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was a God, they'll add a in there. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not know this, and you may not even care, and it may not matter to you at all, but in Greek, the, the, the way you translate theos, which is God, there's always an article before God. There's always the the or a uh, in front of God, but in translation, you never translate the article. And if you do translate the article, you translate it in every aspect of every verse that has theos in it. So it'd be a God, the God, whatever. But if you don't, so it should have read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with a God, and the Word was a God. It would still say the same thing. But when they changed it and they said, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, they did not put the article in, and the Word was a God, they put the article in and made it two. And the moment they make it to, the Jehovah Witness pops up out of there, and you got a whole group of people that believe Jesus Christ is the brother of Satan, and it goes on and on and on because of one, one scribal error in a Bible, and they didn't give God the glory. So you say, what would that do? Well, you got to believe the King James Bible is the Word of God. You say, how do you know that? you got to believe God. <laughs> you can't believe the King James Bible is the Word of God if you don't believe God. You say, well, I believe the NIV. Well, then you don't believe God. Because the Holy Spirit would tell you, tell you, now I'm going to tell you this, the Holy Spirit, ah, oh, let's get into some of this stuff. <laughs> it's a crazy bunch of stuff. Proverbs 3.10, great verse. Only by pride you get mad. Only by pride. You know anybody else that get mad? Only by pride cometh contention. The only way arguments come. Husbands and wives, the only time you two get in an argument is one of you is pride-filled or both of you are. The, the worst thing in the whole wide world is a woman thinks she's right. The, the second thing is when she is. Guys can't handle that, man. I didn't just say that was all right. I'm just saying from my perspective, I hate it when my wife is right. I hate it when she argues with me, and then I hate it when she's right. Because I got to go away knowing she's right. And then then I got to come back. You know what that is? That's foolish pride on my part. That's what that is. Foolish pride. So when you come to your Bible, you got to say, wait a second. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, I need to throw my pride out the window and hear what the Lord says. I like Paul, man. Paul was a a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was not just your ordinary, everyday churchgoer. Paul was trained by Gamaliel. I mean, Paul was, was, he was like Nicodemus. Paul was out there, man. I mean, he's a ruler of the Jews. Paul was there consenting unto Stephen, killing. That's That's where Paul lived in his life. While they were getting ready to stone Stephen, they look back at Paul for the, for the okay, and Paul gives the thumbs up. Not like that, man. Thumbs down. And Stephen gets stoned. That's where Paul was. You know, when Paul got knocked down on the road to Damascus, he said, "Lord, what will Thou have me to do?" He threw everything under the bus, himself and everything. He said, "Lord, what?" Would, Once he got an idea who that was in front of him, everything was chunked off of the wayside. There's our mark, right there. There's the mark. But we still have to eat. Now, you can't do that unless God allows you to do it. What's wrong with our our world today is so many people want to be a preacher, but you don't want to be a faithful teacher. You don't want to be a faithful man. Paul says, give this stuff to somebody who's faithful, who will be faithful. You know what a shepherd does? They stick around when everything goes bad, and they just stick there. They take care of the sheep when they have fleas. And they take care of the sheep when they got diseases. And they do everything they can. When the sheep bites them, they take care of the sheep. When the sheep back bite, I mean, everything the sheep. You know what a, 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 a wolf does? They leave the flock. They leave. A hireling leaves. Somebody's just getting paid just leaves. If, if you do something just for the money, I think you're doing it wrong. I think you ought to get as much money as you can. I'm, I'm all for that. But I never did anything for the money. I, I joined the Navy for the Navy. That's what I joined the Navy for. I did not join it for the money. And they were paying me all kinds of money. Man, I could do anything I want. That's not what I joined the Navy for. I joined the Navy for the Navy. I became an electronic technician, not for glory. I wanted to learn how things worked. That's what I joined. And and when I stopped enjoying that, it went away. I went to Lexus Nexus and worked out there making good money. And I did it to take care of my family, and I enjoyed it. When the enjoyment went away, I started seeking a way out of that thing. Because I don't do stuff. You know why I do this? Because I enjoy it. You say, why would you enjoy it? Because you get to see people's lives change. change. Their lives have to change. It's not understanding something. It's it's actually that understanding making a change. What's wrong with us today is we don't believe God. And since we don't believe God, we're trying to build upon that foundation of work out here and get that work moving, and the whole thing is built around God. Now, here we're going to go on. Great great is the, and without controversy, there is no controversy. I'm so far beyond that, I can't even tell you how far beyond that I am. Great is the mystery of godliness. It's a mystery. The world cannot understand it. They, they think, even if they say Jesus Christ, he was a good man, even if they uh, ascribe to him that he was a great teacher, uh, go to John chapter 3. Man, Nicodemus is, I love Nicodemus. <laughs> there's, about, there's about 100 million people I want to meet when I get to heaven. Nicodemus is definitely one of them. He's right up there on the top, top list of my, my people I'm going to meet. There was a man, 3-1, Nicodem- uh, John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. So he's, he's a, 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 a Nicodemus is saying, you're from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Look how Jesus talks to him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, you're going to hell. Nicodemus said, whoa, whoa, whoa back up, what is that? What is that? Well, for people to get around that thing, they add baptism in there. He says, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus clearly understands, he's talking about the first birth. What is that? The second birth. Nicodemus, but he doesn't understand that Jesus is sitting there saying, Nicodemus calls him God. God was manifest in the flesh. Go to Acts 20. Acts 20, 28. I do apologize for the prayer list. We are working that thing back out. I did get the copy of the prayer list back on. Uh, So the the other prayer list was uh, accidentally lost. And... uh, I sit down and started thinking about it and said, oh, I know right where it's at. And it wasn't where they thought it was, so I found a copy, deleted everything, updated the dates on it, and we'll start filling it back in, and it'll become a normal prayer list again. Acts 20, 28. When you sit here and read this verse here, it's a great verse, it says, "'Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock, over which the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood.'" Now when you look at that verse right there and you say was, Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood at Calvary that you and the purchase came from Jesus. But it says the church of God. It's saying it's his church that he purchased with his blood. He's saying he is God. There is We in our minds, we sit there and say the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost and we try to lay them out as separate entities. They're not separate. They're different manifestations of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. He should be Brother, I don't care if we ever get 10,000 people. I don't care if we get 300. I care about one. I would rather rather spend my time in one person's life and that one person get their lives changed and go out and affect somebody than to go out and try to get 100 people together that you never get nothing done with. This This thing is real. Everything else is not real. It just appears to be real in front of us. And we're sitting there, and of course, I mean, yeah, you say, well, I go bank money and they pay me a paycheck. Yeah, what do we do with the paycheck? Does that glorify God? Why would we glorify God if we've never placed him where he needs to be in our lives? Uh, Romans 1.3. Romans 1.3. So that verse right there, uh, he said, feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. It was, so the blood that was in Jesus' vein was God's blood. So that makes Jesus Christ God. It was his blood. Uh, and the Holy Ghost had made you overseers. Jesus made them overseers. Uh, uh, John, Romans, Romans, Romans 1.3. This book is a lifetime, it's a life book. It's a life book. It's a book you need in your life every day. You know why you read it? You read it so you believe it. <laughs> you just read it to read it. You don't read it. Uh, there's a time to study, but you read it. You need to make time to read, just to read it, to get it in your mind, so that you can see that the complexity of what God did. Paul, verse one, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised before by, uh, by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now, when you start getting into the resurrection of the dead, there's a couple things there that I thought really stuck out. John ten seventeen says that this. Therefore, doth my Father love me. This is Christ talking, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man take it from me, but I lay it down myself. Of myself, I have power. Now, I mean, if you're going to say something like this, uh, there's only two possible, possible, possible uh, explanations for this verse. In one, you're arrogant and a liar, or you're exactly what you just said. He says this. He says, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Galatians 1.1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Those two verses would be in conflict if Jesus Christ was not God. Because it says in Galatians 1.1 1, 1, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus said, I raised myself from the dead. Well, the only way Jesus could raise himself from the dead is to be God. There is no other way. Uh, Romans 10.9. Here we use this verse all the time to win souls to Christ. I use it all the time. In conjunction with uh, 1 Corinthians 15.3 and 4, I use this second. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shall believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead. God raised him from the dead. Who is God? Jesus Christ. So, brother, when we say the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not just saying, oh. my dad was an alcoholic. And he's going to, and they say, higher power. What is that higher power? That higher power is God. God, it's not God, the Muslim God. It's not God, the Buddhist God. It's God Almighty, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what's wrong with our Constitution? I'll tell you what's wrong with the Constitution. It's a moral document. But number two, those morons never put Jesus Christ in that document. They put God in there. Everybody has a God. Go find a good Hindu man. He's got five hundred. I'm supposed to be teaching. I'm preaching, man. I can't. It's kind of hard, man. I mean, when you sit there and look at it, who who is God? You in this in this wild world we live in, we got to find that one God, which is God Almighty, which is God the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost. His Son is Jesus Christ. He was witnessed of about. Why didn't they put? They say all these godly men. Why didn't they put Jesus Christ's name in the Constitution? Your country would be totally different today if it did. I'm not into the government. I don't care what the government does. You know what I got? I trust Jesus Christ. He's got me through. Uh, for a bunch of years he's gonna get me through for a bunch more or however many I got left And when I take my last breath not, the first thing I'm like brother Eric down there But I got liked him as soon as I talked to him for a couple of minutes man. I was like I'm in I'm in I'm in I'm in first of all, you know a lot about the Bible, but that's not even why I'm in Why I'm in is because your attitude your attitude was Jesus Christ and the first thing you want, he said, he, they asked him, say, said, well, you get your sight back. He said, I don't want it back, man. First thing I'm going to see is Jesus Christ. That's Fanny Crosby ground there, man. That's Fanny Crosby ground. Here's a woman who lived 80-something years blind six weeks after she was born by accident, by a doctor's mistake, I hear. Uh, that's what I read. And, and she lived her whole life blind, and they asked her at, up in age if she could get her sight back, would she? And they may have been able to do something, and, and she said, no. She goes, the first person I'll see is Jesus Christ. That lady is responsible for almost nine thousand hymns that you have today. Nine thousand, not just a couple. Nine thousand. She has more pseudonames than Carter's got pills. That lady wrote him after him after him after him after him. After after Why is that? She placed God where He belonged in the Lord Jesus Christ. She did that. Uh, John, uh, thou thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believing in thine heart that God had raised Him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. First John 5, 7. For there is three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They're not two, they're not three, they're one. We in human life have to get to this thing where we want to put everything in categories. We want to file everything away. We want everything to be in its right order. And when it comes to God, you just can't do that. He makes stuff out of nothing. We make stuff out of something that God made. We have never done anything. Man has never done anything out of nothing. He's he's taken what has been given to him, the building blocks that he's been given and put in front of him and the mind that he's been given to be, and there's some, they say all men are created equal. That is insane. They are not, there are some really smart people and there are some very ignorant people. And I am sorry we are not created the same, but God can take each one of us and use us exactly how he wants to use us no matter where we're at. So you don't have to be uh, the uh, rocket scientist, but they take stuff and they realize that, hey, this does this and this does this, and we can do this. And if we add this type of metal to that type of metal, we can make this type of metal, which is a better metal for this, and we can do that. And we do all that stuff and we create jets that fly through the sky and rockets that go to space and, and all the other stuff we do, and we think we've done something and we've done nothing. We've taken, go out with, and get absolutely nothing. They say the Big Bang. That's insane. First of all, that's hundreds and hundreds of billions of years ago. They weren't here 60, 80 billion years ago to see that happen. There's no possible way. That's, they just think they see that happen. That's just like Adam coming off the ground. That's an amazing story. Adam gets up off the ground. He's dirt. God says, try that sometime. Just try that. Go out to a mud pile and say, turn into a man. And just wait there for a while. See if it happens. Just, just see if it looks like it's going to turn into a man. No, you're going to get, I'll go out there, your hands will be muddy, is what it is, because you'll try to do it yourself. God didn't do that. The Lord didn't do that. Father, Son, Holy Ghost didn't do that. They just said, uh, they created Adam out of the dust of ground, and, and he, they formed him. They said, hey, I want you to look like me. There it was. And he goes, hey, uh, Adam goes, Phew. and he stands up, and he's a 33, 34-year-old man. And if Einstein walked around the corner in a couple of seconds after that, he would think that the guy was 34 years old. That's called apparent age. Then that's exactly what the Lord did in the universe. You look at the universe, you think it's 66 billion years old. No, it's apparent. God set that thing there so that you could make a choice over him or what you want to believe. Pharaoh, Pharaoh was a man that everybody says, well, God hardened his heart. No, Pharaoh hardened his heart. God just aided him in the process. You know what he'll do for us? Romans chapter 1. He'll do the exact same thing for you and me. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning. In the beginning. I mentioned that. In the beginning. God. I'm sticking on this first one for just a few minutes because great is the mystery of God. It's God manifested in the flesh. You know, your Lord and Savior, your King, the creator of all the universe. Go to, go to Matthew. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a great book. You don't want to change lives. This book will change lives. Jesus Christ will change lives. Processes and, and, and what do they call them? Uh, people come to churches all the time. They say, what do you have for our kids? That won't change kids. All that will do is take them to Kings Island if you want to do that. Take them to Cedar Point. If you want to go have fun, just take them, take them out boat riding. Do something like a skating or whatever. If you come to God and you put Jesus Christ, you know what Jesus Christ The Holy Spirit will change their life. We keep trying to change their lives. You can't change, I have no idea what all you guys are thinking right now. Probably, will he ever shut up? I don't have no idea, but the Lord does. My whole job is nothing more than tell you that God is the center of everything in, in eternity. And the God that I'm talking about is in three parts and it's God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and the Holy Ghost. And when you sit there and put those three in, that's the one I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uh, the Buddha God or I'm not talking about none of the rest of them. I'm talking about him. And he's out there in a place so that if something does happen and, and people say, well, why didn't God do this? He may or may not ever take care of all your problems. He may actually let you die. The Titanic went down. They said they were singing nearer my God to thee. There's probably a lot of safe people on the Titanic when it went down. He said, why would God let all those people die? What's the point on a man wants to die? Everybody's got to die sometime or another. Uh, Some Babies die all the time. Old people die all the time. Why would God do that? Because otherwise this planet, you'd be stacked on top of people if he allowed that to happen. That's not what he's here for. What he's trying to do is get you back to him. And the only way you can do that is have your focus on him, not on me. You look at me and you're going to get mad. You're going to say, well, why is he doing this? And why does he do that? And why does he do this? If I look at you, I do the same thing. You know what I struggle with every day is try to not look at people's lives and get mad at people because they don't do what I think they should do. You say, well, that's mean. I know it's mean. I'm telling you, I'm repenting of it right now. I'm, I'm trying to repent. But you know what that is? That's me realizing that I am not what I'm supposed to be. But if I look at Jesus Christ, guess what? I know he's what he's supposed to be. And as long as I look at that, I'm like, hmm. I had a young lady back here. She had to make some decisions. She's sitting right there in church right now. She came up to me and said, I said, I can't help you make that decision. I said, I can tell you what the future will hold for you. (laughs) And she already knows what the future would hold. I said, but that decision has to be made by you. And I said, the reason I said it is because if if I let somebody make a decision for me, and it don't turn out the way I think it should turn out, I'm going to be mad at them. But if I make that decision according to what the Lord Jesus Christ said, and I know he made me to make it, I can never get mad at him. I don't think there's one decision in the last 42 years I made uh, concerning him that I regret. Not one. Not one. Not one. Why? Because I know he's God. Justified in the Spirit. Brethren, go to 1 Peter. I'll, I'll, I'll hit this. Oh, man, justified in the Spirit. Scene of angels. Preach unto Gentiles. He wouldn't be here today if he wasn't preached. It's important that we understand that it's not programs that get people to Jesus Christ. It's the Jesus Christ that gets them to Jesus Christ. And when we start interjecting programs in to get them to Jesus Christ, we're just, you know what you're going to have to do? You're always going to have to tweak the program to get more people in because after a while, the program isn't going to do it. So then you're going to have to tweak everything to get that. That's what we do, man. We do that very well, and programs are the wrong thing. I just like Jesus. I don't understand what's wrong with Jesus Christ. I don't understand why we can't just fellowship around Jesus Christ. I don't know why we have to worry about, is Donald Trump going to get back in, or is Biden, I don't care if Biden's the president. I got somebody who's greater than Biden ever was, and if he wants Biden to stay in president for the next 30 years, he'll stay there. I think it's, you know what I do? I say, hey, Lord, you know, I need some help. (laughs) I've never got up in 20 years and said, Ronald Reagan, I need help. My lord and savior, I mean my, my king and king, Ronald Reagan. I've never sent the president a letter. I've had people all the time say, well, you need to write your congressman. I've never written my congressman. I did threaten somebody one time I was gonna write my congressman. I did get results uh, because as soon as I threatened them, I was gonna write my congressman, they sent me to the hospital and got a pawpaw in my throat and I could talk again. You might think that's crazy, but that's, brother, I'm telling you what, it's, our mindset is earthly, it's carnal. Have you ever read 1st and 2nd Corinthians? It's to a carnal church. Extremely carnal. Paul's writing the second book in our Bibles that Paul wrote, epistle to a carnal church. You're carnal. Well, if I'm carnal, then what's the problem? I need to grow, I need to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You continue to grow. Anytime, justified in the Spirit. Uh, Peter, 1 Peter 3. It's, it's crazy stuff. It's a crazy book. Boop, 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 boop. 1 Peter. 1 Peter three eighteen, For Christ also once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened in the spirit. Uh, it goes on, by, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. So when he left his body, uh, his body was just a, a tabernacle that he was in. Uh, which sometimes were disobedient. Verse twenty: uh, When one once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was in pre- preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water, the like figure uh, whereunto even baptism does uh, now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the putting away, uh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ come back up out. He went in the ground. Uh, he went away. He went down into a place called hell and over to Abraham's bosom for three days. Three days later, he rose up. He got himself up out of the grave. He pulled himself. That makes him God. Uh, go back to, I'll, I'll stop here because it is getting, man, I, you can go on. I could go on all night on this stuff. brother. Our lives aren't what they should be because of, because of our, 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 our the way we think. I mean, it, it's just, it's, let's see, second, let me get back here. I think it's 2.16. do do I had it here. 2 Timothy 2, 2 Timothy 2, excuse me. 2 Timothy 2. He says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, brethren, many witnesses over the last 2,000 years, we need to get to the place where Jesus Christ becomes the center and the focal point of what we're doing. We're in the last times. I believe we we're dead right down in the last times. I think at any moment now, and it could it could last a while. I don't know, but I mean the thing is boiling and boiling and boiling and boiling and boiling, and it's coming up to a head. And eventually, this thing is going to go. Uh, Satan is Satan is the god of this world. If anybody thinks that he's not the god of this world, they're not thinking straight. Satan is the one that's in charge of what is going on right now. He's in charge of our government. He's in charge of the Russian government. He's in charge of the Chinese government. He's in charge of the British. He's in charge of the whole thing. It's, and he allows people to come up and come down. And the Lord can usurp his authority because he's over him and do things in and out of this thing. But as, as a whole, Satan has got this thing and he's moving it into a direction that the Lord already said in your Bible clearly that was going to happen. He said, justified in the spirit, seen of angels. You go all the way through. At his birth, he was seen of angels. At his temptation, he was seen of angels. At his death, the angels came to minister to him. Uh, At his ascension, he's in Acts. Oh, go to Acts. I'm trying to buzz through this one real quick. I don't see how you can buzz through it. I really don't. Acts chapter one. I mean, when it comes to the word of God, this thing is unbelievable. And one of these days, we're gonna be we're gonna leave this place and we're gonna go to heaven. And we're going to see some things, and you're going to walk in there, and you're going to freak out. And what is going to be sad is we had the opportunity to do some things here that we never did. And we think that what we did was what should have been done, but when it comes to the Scripture, it's not the same thing. It don't line up. Paul, Paul, or Peter and them all, they're sitting here, and uh, verse 8, it says, And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall, Jesus Christ said, I must go that the comforter may go come. He's got to come. He goes, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and in the Samaria, and the other parts of the, of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld him, he was taken up in a cloud and received out of their sight. They got to watch that stuff. And while they were looking steadfast toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. It's two angels standing there. What a blessing. Which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which was taken up from you <coughs> in, into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem. I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to stop here. If If the mystery of godliness was given to the church 2,000 years ago, we're here today because of them. 2,000 years from now, where would the church be because of us? If the Lord tarried 2,000 more years, which I don't believe he will, but let's just say he did, where would the church be in 2,000 years because of us? Because of what Paul and them did, many witnesses, they put something out there and they said, hey Mike, it's the Holy Ghost. 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 It's, Holy Ghost. it's Jesus Christ. It's God the Father. And I had to come to some term with that thing in my mind. And sitting on the back porch one night, all I could do is cry out to God and say, Hey, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. That's that book. That was no programs. That was nothing out there that you could possibly do. No training in school, none of that. That was a strictly a Holy Ghost conviction that He was God. And he spent the next four years teaching me this book was the Word of God. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure out this is the Word of God. You know what it takes out? It takes you wanting to know and looking at God. But the only way you could ever do that is you're going to have to make him God. And when you do that, you're going to have to take that right down to Jesus Christ, and you're going to to say, that's God manifest in flesh. That's God. And you know what this world is dying for? Him. Not for a bigger house, not for a brand new car. You you don't ever buy a new car? Everybody always says, oh, it smells like a new car. (laughs) They don't do that after it's 10 years old. The same joy that was in that car 10 years earlier isn't the same joy they have 10 years later when all the tires are wore out, the car's falling apart, and it got changed. 40 years, 42 years later, still smells the same to me. I'm still as happy today about going to heaven as I, actually I'm happier because I'm getting closer and closer and closer. Jesus Christ is man, he says, great is the mystery of godliness. He says, impart this to men and ladies that will impart it to others and teach. You know what we need to do is we learn. We need to teach. I'll shut up after this I lied, but I will shut up. I'll prove to you I'll shut up. Watch, I'm going to shut my Bible. Put this in here. I'm going to put this in here. I was on a ship. If you didn't know I was in the Navy, I was in the Navy. And uh, I've told this story before, I'll tell it again, but this is a perfect place to tell it. I had a guy come up to me, and he was the chaplain's assistant. And he'd come up to me, and he goes, every night at 9 o'clock, lights out, taps, out in the middle of the ocean. And he'd get up there, and he'd pray. Oh, God, I am so glad that you give us the captain that we have. I am too, man, he's a good captain. Uh, I am so glad in God's name. So he comes up and said, or he said, in his name. I said, so he comes to me one night after many, many nights of me about ready to throw up in my little puke bag over that. And he goes, What did you think about my prayer? I said, You don't want to know. He goes, Yes, I do. I said, No, you don't. He said, Yes, I do. I said, No, you don't. He said, Yes, I do. I said, look. I said, when you get done praying, you ought to mention Jesus Christ at the end of that prayer. In Jesus Christ's holy name. So guess what? The other night, he takes my advice. He goes up on the bridge of the USS Scott, nine o'clock, taps, lights out. Oh God, <laughs> sounds like the same thing. He's like written out or something. At the end, in Jesus' holy name. You know he never prayed on that ship ever again. You can mention God all day long. You can mention higher power. You can mention anything you want to mention. But that the name of Jesus Christ, everything about. When you start mentioning his name, the world changes. Paul mentioned his name and, and just guess, guess what? You're not going to get great accolades from this world when you mention his name. If, if Satan is the god of this world, He says, ye are of your father the devil. If you are of your father the devil and the world is of their father the devil, I'm not saying you guys are, but the world is, and they haven't been converted yet, the mystery of godliness is a mystery to them. They do not understand it. It has to be revealed to them through us and the Holy Spirit has to do it. So if we're not going to do it to them and not give it to them and we're just going to say stuff to make them happy, they're never gonna get the mystery. They're never going to do it. I watched my entire family change. I stuck on one thing, Jesus Christ. And I kept throwing Jesus. I thought God was making me hurt him. But I, it was either go, go against him or go against them. And as far as I'm concerned, they can go away. Because in eternity, I'm going to have Jesus Christ. That's all I'm going to have. You say, well, that's hard. Don't care. That's all I got. I love my wife. She sits right there. I'll tell you this in front of her. She sits nowhere between me and Jesus Christ. And I don't want to sit nowhere between her and Jesus Christ. That relationship between her and him is hers. And she'll spend eternity with him. You hear me all the time say, I'm going to go to heaven, and I'm going to be out here in the universe somewhere. Beth's going to be chasing me. No, it might be the other way around. She may be out there following Jesus Christ, and I'm chasing her. I have no idea. We might not be chasing anybody. There may be so much stuff for all of us to do, we won't even care anymore. Brother, this world is, you know how you get to the place where you know that it's real? Is you start lifting him up. Where he belongs. High. You want to read Ezekiel chapter 1, 2, and 3, where it starts talking about that, that throne and those cherubims and seraphim, cherubims around the, the wheels, and, and they got wings and faces and all this other stuff, and, and they go this way, and they go that way, and they go this way, and then it starts talking about that throne and him that sets on that throne, which is above everybody. Brother, that's what he is. And we cannot let this world get to the place where we diminish. Those mysteries. Those mysteries are key to what we believe. And if you do not settle those in your life and put them right out in the forefront and keep them there all the time, this world will start chipping away at that stuff, and pretty soon they'll go off, and they won't mean the same thing. My eternity rests on a man named Jesus Christ that came in the form of a man that was God. And he lived 33 years and shed his blood at Calvary and spent 2,000 years to put things in place so I could sit on a back porch one night and find him as my Lord and Savior and get saved and my life change. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, thank you for a, a brother, our brother Paul, who wrote some things, as Peter said, some hard things. Uh, but Lord, there's some great things and there's some ma- magnificent things, Lord, that he wrote. And Lord, just saying a few words, uh, the mystery of godliness. Lord, you, you are God Almighty. Uh, I have no doubt in that at all. Uh, Lord, uh, do I understand all that? No, I don't. But I know that you are God. Uh, The scriptures clearly uh, point that out. And Lord, we need to let this world see that we believe that. And Lord, it needs to be settled in our hearts so deep that uh, the foundation is that you're you're God. For the the rest of it, eternal security, uh, uh, salvation, everything else is going to be placed upon that. And Lord, if we can't trust you, that you are God and the maker of everything, the creator of all then, Lord, we're going to have a problem. Help us to do that. Lord, this world is lost and dying. And what they need to see is not a career path. They need to see you. And, Lord, our career path should be nothing but, uh, but headed toward you. And, Lord, this world should see that. Lord, uh, help us in our jobs. Lord, we all have jobs. We also have to go out and work and eat. We have to uh, do what we have to do on a daily basis, Lord. Help us to get those things right. Uh, Lord, uh, you can't use us unless we get the things in our lives right. Uh, the way they're supposed to be, Lord, and uh, honest and true. Uh, Lord, double-minded, you don't like double-minded at all, so help us to get all that stuff out of our lives. Uh, Lord, that we can be uh, holy unto you. You said, be ye holy, for I am holy. So there is a way that we can be that. Lord, help us to become that. Lord, this world needs to see that. We need, we need men and women, Lord, that will stand up and, and, as Paul said, a few faithful men that that can teach others, Lord, that we can teach others. Priscilla and Aquila did it. Other men and women did it. Uh, other disciples did it, uh, Lord, and, and we can do it too. Lord, I just pray that the church after us, Lord, is just as in good a condition as it was when the apostles left it back there and that people will still be able to get saved in church. Father, again, bless tonight, bless the evening, bless the prayer service, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you want to do the prayer service? I got, uh, did we okay. run out of those? You got any of them left? Can we have just one? I'll give it to Andrew. I'll go make some more. I found this. So see if you can keep the prayers on here.